Thanks for tuning in to Girl Gang, the podcast. My name is Amy Will, and I'm a creator and collaborator based in Los Angeles and the founder of GirlGangTheLabel.com. We encourage the aspiring, highlight the doers, and most importantly, get real about the highs and lows of female entrepreneurship. Get ready, world. The future is here, and she's a boss. Hi, you're listening to Girl Gang, the podcast. This is Layla Jean. I'm a personal shopper for Netaporte.com. Did you always know that you wanted to be in fashion or in styling? The first memory I have of like fashion in general, I remember as a kid always buying magazines and I would look more so at the advertisement within magazines. So whether it was like a Marc Jacobs campaign, a Bottega Veneta campaign, I would look at the images and kind of like that dream-like story telling of the campaigns. And then I would cover the designer's name and then I would try to guess what campaign was by who just by aesthetic it was very odd it was amazing it was like 10 <laughs> doing this and I didn't realize that at first I was just like oh this is Mark Jacobs because I could see like the aesthetic and this is how he always uses this photography and I didn't even realize that but I was like playing a game by myself and always doing that so I've always loved fashion and wanted to be in it um I thought I was going to be like an editor one day or something like that so for me it was always the end goal but I didn't study fashion I actually studied advertising because I realized I do love fashion but I I like storytelling in a Mm -hmm. sense so um I started school wanting to be a journalist went into journalism but then I realized you it was more about finding a story not actually creating a story so then I was like super confused and like what do I do now and randomly stumbled upon advertising in a sense um I did copywriting, which was really cool, but it wasn't more so about the writing. I think it was like the whole idea of just like the storytelling, like this is a pencil. What are we going to do with this pencil? How do we sell this pencil? The consumer, like the thought behind it. And so the idea of like the campaign is more so about the story. The idea of like advertising for me is like creating that story. And so within fashion, you get to kind of create a story, be someone else. That's what I kind of love about it in like a full circle type of way. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about clothes for me. It's about like when I'm styling a client, like what is she doing today? Like when she's walking out of that door, who is she? Like wh- how does she want to feel? Like where is she going? Like, you know what I mean? So it's more so like the whole story for me. So you really always wanted to be a storyteller. It was just figuring out what medium you were using yeah. to do that. For me, it was never just about clothes. So how did that transition into being a personal shopper from getting into advertising in college and then that transition? So, okay, so I studied advertising, copywriting, graduated, didn't know what I was doing still. All of us. <laughs> All of us. So it was just like, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of working. Like it was summer after college. I wanted to just chill. I ended up working at Saks Fifth Avenue randomly, but not in Manhattan, but more so like in a suburb in Long Island, just something easy to do. So I just got the job. I worked in one department and then I had this manager. She was super chic, super well-versed and she got promoted to be the manager for personal shopping and designer and so she I was there for probably two weeks and she told she pulled me aside and said I got a promotion but I told them I want to take you with me and I was like that's really it was literally it was like two weeks so it was so interesting that after two weeks 
she really we really connected she liked the way I kind of like moved I guess or sold and how I spoke to clients and so she wanted them to transfer me to her um so it was interesting because I was super young probably like 20 one or at the time and my other colleagues were much older much established because selling in like that kind of power designer world is not just like selling in like a store contemporary or Zara it's really more so about relationships and the product and understanding and understanding what the client needs so it's like a slower pace but you would probably sell like maybe you'd do like three appointments versus going downstairs in contemporary and they're just like selling like 10 jeans every second things like that so it taught me a lot about that side of the business and those kind of other like kind of the lifestyle of the women more so because it was like I would sell like a $5,000 coat but it's like who's buying this $5,000 coat you know what I mean Mm -hmm. kind of understanding this whole different concept and so but after a while I still didn't know what I wanted to do and I kind of went to her and was like you know what I think I'm done with retail and I'm just gonna take some time off and I'm just I think I want to like resign and she was like no (laughs) she's like we're gonna find you something you're not leaving I'll keep you week to week like you're not quitting I was just like okay (laughs) so I start so instead of working on the floor I started helping her more in the office because within Saks they have like this secret doorway and in it it's personal shopping so I worked on the floor she did both but within personal shopping it was even another dream world because these clients had like these really special appointments and they had these beautiful rooms and it was just like another world and so they were looking for an assistant in the Manhattan store so she set up an interview and I went and the Manhattan store is like so huge I don't know if you've ever been to Saks in Manhattan it's like huge it's like this crazy place and within I think the third or fourth floor is personal shopping but that was even grander than the one I came from and it was like 20 rooms, personal shoppers, assistants, butlers, drivers, oh receptionists, like a whole staff hidden behind in this special kind of concierge world. And within it, it was just like, uh, I remember, I remember like my second week I got hired. And so I started working there. I remember my first week I had a client, we were in an appointment. So we would pull for them. We would set up the rooms. We would have tailors come in. It'd be like a whole kind of like, it would have three appointments just to kind of finish one appointment. And then I remember one client one day was like, Hey, can you go pay my sax bill while I finish um, my session? I was like, sure. So I go to the register to pay her bill. It's like $75,000. Oh I was like, this is my, this is my college <laughs> loans in my hands for your sax bill. And that's when I realized like, everything is just so relative it's like this whole different world this whole different machine and I worked there for two years I helped like princesses and um the basically the elite women of New York City and like it it was just insane like I would have to like go with a guard to a person's house to deliver like a piece of jewelry in Connecticut and one time we had this client, she had a custom Michael Kors um, dress, but we forgot to put the shoulder pads. And she's super particular. We had a binder for this client about we had to remove tags. We had to ship it to this location. We had to have five pieces in a garment bag at a time. It was very specific rules for her because of how much she spends. So these are like the VIP clients. These are the clients who actually purchase things and actually make the, the business go. Because within the, the luxury retail market, 
there's maybe like 20% of the clients who actually buy, you know what I mean? So celebrities are not buying clothes, they're borrowing mm-hmm. clothes. These are like women who are actually spending money to actually make these businesses run. So they tr- they started creating more of like these private client services to t- to kind of to kind of just thank them for their business. So I remember we realized we sent the dress to, to the Dakota without the without the pads and I called her assistant and she was still at dinner so I got in a cab, went to go sneak and get the dress, brought it back to the store. They inserted the shoulder pads. I went back in the cab, snuck it back in her closet. She never knew that I took it. And like That is so, <laughs> so epic. It was always like these crazy stories. And we would do like a client's um, holiday shopping would be like, I would have to do gifts for all 25 teachers in the school and her assistant in, in Switzerland, her assistant in LA, her assistant <laughs> in New York. And it'd be like her, her dad's gift by this date and that by this date. So it was always like all these crazy, intricate projects and, and situations. You think, oh, it's only shopping, but it was like, it was such a crazy world. And I learned so much about just like organization, patience, like a whole different world, a whole different breed. Um, a whole different caliber of caliber of service, yeah. So I randomly just fell into that because I had a really amazing manager who was, who just refused to let me quit, and then I found myself in like this crazy world. But within it, I I found like my niche, and I worked with different people within within the department. And after a while, I made we had a men's um, it, they call it the um, personal they call it the club. Mm-hmm. So it was just basically this kind of world where you would be invited into, but then you can also refer friends to. So it was very private. People didn't really know about it, and they also had a men's club. And so um, eventually, after two years, I worked there, and then I had a friend who was leaving, going to Net a Porte, and. We were co-workers. She worked in the men's club. I would see her around. The men's were totally different. It was way calmer down there. The the way the way we produced, we produced more than freestanding stores within our department. So that's oh how gosh. much they produce um, a day. And so I just remember one day just seeing her outside. It was her last day. She was going at a forte. I just wished her luck. And then she told me her first day. And then. I think it was like two weeks from now and I remember that day saying like oh yeah let me just text her and wish her a good first day mm-hmm. and so she was so, so surprised and remembered that and then maybe like um, two months later she just like kind of emailed me like hey would you be interested in coming to Neporte they're looking for someone and I kind of I just remembered I remembered you and always seeing you and stuff like that and so I was like sure and so she set that up and then within that I got an interview there and started working within personal shopping, but now it's e-commerce. So mm-hmm. that was totally different for me. What's that transition like? It was so hard at first because I was just used to just moving around too much. So it's it's totally different because they work in a sense where they receive clothes, they shoot them in the studio We with the editorial team, and then we have like this client list that we service so within that we were still helping like the top vip clients but we're helping them shop online so it's like it's different because we would see the clients in the store this we're you're not seeing the clients but the goal eventually was to kind of engage with the clients more try to meet them outside the office and try to get try to get to know them as much so that you could help them shop and just give them more of a personal touch for e-commerce I remember starting and just being 
very curious about like more of like the event side and like all the special kind of offerings. And I remember um, one of our managers who did that, I would just like kind of went up to her and was like, oh, can we have coffee? Can you like let me know like what you do? And then within that, she would tell me that my manager like would always set up these kind of clinics for designers to come in and tell us more about the product. So because we are e-commerce, we would have so many like kind of clinics and designers would come in and show the product and let us touch it and kind of speak to the brand so that we could speak to the clients about it. And I remember she had, um, she was super busy, but I thought it was so important for us to always have that. So I volunteered to take over that. So I would do that for the team and I would, and I remember being the first person to like sign up and want to do like events and try to help that person who did events for the team. So for me, it was all about, again, like the story, like, okay, who are we? We're trying to basically create a more human experience for these online shoppers and I wanted to know all the moving parts in doing that. And then within that, I wanted to kind of kind of touch every kind of role. So I would still do my work, but I always wanted to know what everyone else was doing in mm-hmm. a sense. So, yeah, it was super, super different. But I found my way in, again, like trying to understand like the full graphs of it in the department. And then from there... Um, just taking on more responsibilities to show all the different strengths that I had. So did they, before they brought you on, did they have any sort of offline experience for their VIP clientele or did they onboard you to either add that on or expand it? So they, they, they didn't have it so much at first. It was kind of a, a something that they wanted to do. And then we started introducing these events where we would like pull the product from the site and set it up and have invite clients to come in. But it was something that I was super like interested in. So when those opportunities came, I wanted to participate. I wanted to help with the pool and set up. And I was so good at appointments because I came from doing so many styling appointments that when um, I started assisting at first, so when other personal shoppers had appointments, I was the first person to volunteer because to me that was my thing. I was like, oh, appointments. I could sleep. I could do that with my eyes closed. <laughs> it was harder for me to like kind of do more admin. It was more so like, oh, we have an appointment. Can I help? Is there an <laughs> Let me event? get off the computer. Yeah, is there an event coming up? <laughs> I want to help set up for the event or just kind of like I wanted to know every single part of it because I wanted to like find my way within that. And so um, we started we started kind of pushing more in that direction. So now we we do so much. Now we like do so many events per year. We we do at home appointments now and we've taken it to like a whole new level where we're just putting like personal touches on it. And there's nothing that's off limit now. We've kind of seen the importance of like meeting clients, even if it's just for like lunch or coffee or just having dinners and lunches and just like maybe we're, we're more so now into like doing anything that doesn't require any shopping, whether it's like a wellness retreat, whether it's like taking them to a show, bringing them to fashion shows and things like that. So we've developed the department in a sense of trying to put like personal touches for these clients who spend so much. Mm-hmm. And create more experiences yeah. for them outside of it's just like, it sounds like it's just creating a net-a-porte lifestyle instead of just here's our clothes, buy yes. them. It's mm-hmm. just here's this lifestyle that mm-hmm. we are selling and the story that we're telling. What are other things we can do along with that? Yes, but, yeah, and especially knowing what your client's lifestyle, what they're interested in, what will just make them happy just to you to, you to think of them and things like that. So um, 
so yeah so over the years we've all kind of just like pushed that and even other brands I, I know other brands have created like these departments like these special like kind of VIP departments within because it's not just about like product anymore you can get the same shirt anywhere like from all these different retailers it's kind of like the experience of why they come back to you mm-hmm. so it's totally about relationship it's it's definitely about understanding people's lifestyle um it's about just kind of like little touches here and there um the funny situation recently that happened to me i was sending a client um we send personal emails but sometimes you send like these emails that are kind of you send to everyone mm-hmm. and she responded like are you a robot and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like actually i'm not a robot and she's like oh my god i'm so sorry i guess she didn't think i would respond and after that we kind of hit it off we were emailing back and forth and she was like oh my god looking at look at us we're hitting it off already and i was like yeah i was like let's have lunch sometime and she's like sure and then eventually she just started she she wanted this coat and it was sold out and I found it for her and she was like you're amazing and then found some more pieces and then we started working together and then randomly she told me she had she was getting hip surgery and she was like I'm 45 I'm getting hip surgery I don't know what's going on and I was like oh my god I feel so bad asking you but like did you still want this top because <laughs> I was like I feel like this is so bad like this is, it's only fashion like but she was like no I still want the top thanks for asking and then she had a procedure and then I sent her flowers and then she would she would text me like oh my god like I was feeling so bad and these came and made my day like this is the start of a beautiful friendship you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's just like it went from thinking you're a robot to like sending her flowers just to because she's having a procedure just to kind of just to kind of just say I'm thinking of you on a more human level it's mm-hmm. not just about like product and pushing and things like that and so I thought that was like really fun and funny. And once you kind of meet and once you kind of start that relationship, you'll just speak all the time and, and, and yeah, you'll sell within it, but it's not really about that. It's more genuine. It's like, I know you really want this or I found this for you or things like that. So I just try to make the experience of like, of like consuming and selling more like personable, more like a story mm-hmm. in a sense. It's on just, it's on such a smaller level. But for me, when I spend a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. on a purchase and I get a handwritten thank you note, yeah. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I just feel heard. And yeah. like, it's a connection. So it seems like it's like that just mm-hmm. on obviously a way more aggressive <laughs> level and like VIP tickets to concerts. Right. Like- <laughs> it's more aggressive, but, but just the concept of we're just in such an online state. So mm-hmm. I think companies that are going to succeed and stand out are figuring out how to incorporate that human element because sure. as the retail fronts are going away and online is more present everyone is craving now more than ever how to figure out how to connect with people you don't just want to shop on a computer for mm-hmm. an e-commerce site so i think this is a really awesome and creative thing that net porte is doing that is sounds like it's standing out from the other mm-hmm. e-commerce like more luxe lifestyle type of websites yeah. and making it feel more human again. No, it's, it's been awesome. And even like, so right now we're in LA and so we're based in London. We have offices in New York and we have a small team in LA. And so basically what we're doing now, we're just kind of gauging the market, just being present, being actually on the same time zone and helping the LA clients and creating experiences for them. So the way that we think is more, um, in line with their lifestyle so whether it's like doing more wellness events and kind of doing different things for like this woman versus that woman and um we want to expand here and create like same day service here eventually but we just kind of want to be on the ground first and la is our second biggest market so we don't want to go 
like you can't really grow a market like by country, but you have to grow it by state. So mm-hmm. we're just like trying to do that. So we're here just kind of getting to know the client base more here. So it's been interesting because the LA client is so different than the New York client and the mm-hmm. Miami client. So we've like really just like been been focused on understanding the clients by like kind of by state and then within the state like by by towns and neighborhoods and things like that and trying to just really be in touch with the clients in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, can you talk a little bit about moving from New York to mm-hmm. LA because they moved you out here to mm-hmm. expand the West Coast market. Mm-hmm. What was that initial conversation like? Were you excited to come out here and for the challenge? Mm-hmm. Was it scary? Um, for me, I, I always feel... It wasn't scary. It was, it was kind of like an opportunity came up. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just heard it and I got super excited about the opportunity. And I, I wasn't really, I don't think I even thought about it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, <laughs> I moved to LA. It wasn't maybe until like three months later. I was like, what what, what am I, what did I do? <laughs> I just woke up in LA. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, what happened? Like, you were just going full speed ahead. I was just going full speed ahead. I've always been the type of person to kind of just like, want to keep like growing and be open to opportunities and not be scared to like leave where I'm from and I just feel like no matter what like New York will always be there my Mm -hmm. friends and family will always be there this was like a really cool opportunity and I I like the idea of seeing something grow Mm -hmm. so it was just like something that is just a clean slate and kind of having the I think what made me really excited was the idea of like helping something grow when you get opportunities to kind of like grow something for someone for a company i think that's a that's a you should definitely take it like you Mm -hmm. shouldn't take it for granted that kind of because it doesn't happen very often to be in something and get the opportunity to like just kind of lead a Mm -hmm. new thing within it so i think it's super exciting i love the idea of just whatever dots are thrown in front of you Mm -hmm. taking them and seeing where they lead later yeah especially when you're in uh company that you love and a job you're passionate about, I would be so excited if they approached me and were like, okay, we're moving out here and we want you to be one of the people yeah, doing that. Just, yeah. I mean, there are some kind, there are, there are, there are difficulties, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially like, it's hard. I mean, it's hard, but then at the same time, it's just like an amazing opportunity. I feel like I'm growing every day and just kind of finding my voice and being able to like report things back and have an opinion and and just be able to speak to people who really want to know this information. So mm-hmm. I, I try the pros that way, the cons for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say so for sure. The team doing what you're doing really focused on all the global clients together. And now you guys are setting up micro um, communities, would you say? In the U.S. Because mm-hmm. we, we have a team in, in London. And we also have a team in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And so we were focusing kind of like on the U.S. as a team, but like just it wasn't as so right now we're just so like streamlined and clean and focused. We're basically trying to target target it market by market in mm-hmm. that sense. So it's been really nice to be able to focus more because once things are organized and focused, we can really like get to know a market, like break down the neighborhoods, get to know the clients and the lifestyle and really emerge our, like emerge ourselves in that. Mm-hmm. So it's been really cool just being like, oh, the Brent one, the Brentwood woman versus like the OC woman, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. really getting to know these women and do different things for them. So 
growing deeper with the client base, it sounds yeah. like, instead of like learning a little bit about each one and being a, knowing a lot about a lot of different things, you're becoming an expert at such specific clientele yeah. to like even neighborhood, not yeah. just LA. It's like, okay, I know what this person yeah. wants or, okay, this is a new client. They're in this area. I yeah. kind of know her story. Oh no, it's like so crazy. It's like, cause you have like the Beverly Hills moment, but then you have like the really cool Hollywood Hills girl. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, <laughs> it's really cool to kind of just like, just like learn all these different women. These and the women, our clients are like amazing. These are like very extraordinary women who are all different backgrounds and they like run companies and come from these like really amazing stories. But it's so cool to help them in a sense where they're like, I have no idea how to put this and this together. What do you think? And so it's really cool to help them because they're so just like happy and open. And they love like our help and our opinions and they love like the the brand and the site and so it's like everything that we do here they're just so excited and open to it and they're like oh can you come to my closet like can you can I get your opinion like I'm going on vacation can I send you like pictures and so it's so cool that these women are like so good at whatever they do but they're so like it's almost like they become like child like when it comes to like can you like let me know like what you do? Can I do this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. of course you can do this. Like you run a Fortune 500 company. Like, you can wear navy and black. Like, it's okay. So it's really cool in that sense too, because these women are they're so brilliant. And sometimes like we just talk about random things. And yeah, I I love the clients. They're just so cool and smart. And some some of them are just so witty, and they're just like the the most incredible women. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And that's what I think, too, is so important about the relationship building and what you're doing and taking the personal shopping to another level. Because mm-hmm. when they're calling on you, I'm sure it just feels like they're calling on a friend. Yeah. Instead of like, OK, I'm calling someone to make a transaction, right. to buy something, to go on vacation. It's I trust this person mm-hmm. wholeheartedly to give me her judgment without caring about yeah. the bottom line. Like, I'm just going to she's going to come over and yeah. she's going to tell me what makes sense in my closet and what doesn't. No, for sure. And they'll ask me and I'll be like, no, you bought that. Or like, I'm like, you have bought of those like, okay you're right so it's like we try to be super honest and super conversational or they're like can I wear this I'm like yes or or they're just like I don't know it's just like it depends on the situation some of them are actually really like streamlined super like they know what they want and some of them are just open for opinions and they want your help but I think like honesty is like the number one thing and it's not really about the sale I think that just comes mm-hmm. like selling just comes with it and we're a business obviously we it's about selling and making like revenue but it's also just like that just comes naturally once you have relationships mm-hmm. so if you're just like hey oh my god i saw this like you have to have it they're like 
if you say I have to have it, then I have to have it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like that relationship. But I wouldn't never take advantage of that either. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just like push all these things on you because I know you could buy it. It's more so, okay, she mentioned she wanted this. She mentioned she's going here. She did say she was looking for a suit. You know what I mean? So I, I always start with like, like, what's your lifestyle? Like, what do you have going on? Do you have events? Do you have trips? Like, what do you do on the weekends? So it's kind of like once I can kind of gauge like who you are and your story, then I can kind of approach it in like this like very genuine way. Mm-hmm. So that must be so fun too, learning about all of these different mm-hmm. stories of powerful, successful women. Yeah. And just being able to literally walk into their, like take a day in their shoes. I know. Yeah, like, it, in it the is kinda, and then when I'm kind of like pulling and styling and thinking of things to send to them, I'm always like, okay, like, she's going to wake up and this is what she's going to do. And I, you know what I mean? I kind of mm-hmm. think of like her, like I, I put myself in like her shoe and just kind of think in that way. And so, yeah, like the clothes are just part of the story. They're not like the main thing. It's she's like the main character mm-hmm. for sure. And you have awesome main characters that you get to work oh with, which is so cool. So funny. <laughs> like they're all so different. Some are like super modest. Some are so extravagant. Like, <laughs> Some are just like all about sexy. Some of them are just like fashionistas. Some of them are just very classic and clean. And so it's just like, it's so funny. Um, I have a colleague who just started and she was like, oh, that dress is so girly. I'm like, we have a client for that. I was like, when you look at clothes, don't think about it as yourself. Like, would I wear that? Think about it like we have someone for that. So think Mm -hmm. of all the different women that we have. So it's just, I appreciate fashion in a sense of like, the woman more so than just the piece. So if I see something I wouldn't personally wear, but I'm like, okay, we. I think of like clients. I think of like, okay, she would love that. Like she would rock that. So I don't put so much opinion on things. I just think of like it in it a part of the story. Like like this bomb on dress. Like oh my god, this client would love this. I'm gonna show it to her. I'm not gonna be like oh like another. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of seeing it in a in like a higher level than just like what you think for sure it's more like is it appropriate for certain people mm-hmm. and appreciating it too because i i more so now appreciate things because of the people who are gonna have it on I that must say. be fun to like see them blossom almost too yeah when you see something unexpected on them and i mean whenever if anyone like mm-hmm. me included i'm sure you when you put something on you wouldn't usually wear and you just get like an yeah. extra sparkle in your you smile excited, like, and you're like i would never have worn that but i love it like, mm-hmm. to me that, that's, that's my favorite because you still want to like remember them but then you're like no just just try it and mm-hmm. you're like fine i'll try and they're like oh my god i love it so <laughs> that's like the best to me Um, Is there any advice that you have for someone that would want to get into personal shopping or styling? I would say the glory is not about like having the persona of a stylist. Like Mm -hmm. I don't walk around like I'm a personal shopper, I'm a stylist, Mm -hmm. I'm a fashionista. To me, like that kind of like turn, like that's kind of like a turn off because you're taking the idea of a title and making it more like about yourself. Mm -hmm. I would say my advice would just be like to kind of remember like the passion behind the job and like the clients and the styling and like what you do and kind of kind of just doing what you do because you love it and and what you can do for that client like having that gift to put things together and kind of elevate someone and 
go there but not taking the title and like running with it because sometimes like young girls like want to be stylists but they don't understand like it's really hard work like mm-hmm. it's not always glamorous like I'm not dressed up 24-7 like sometimes I come in and I have like all these I have like an appointment I have things to do and besides the appointments you have a lot of admin you have to be super organized it's about your relationship with people it's about your relationship with designers and brands and I think kind of like remembering that it's more about the role and not what it means to be that because a lot Mm -hmm. of times within like social media everyone wants to be a stylist and everyone thinks it's like this glamorous thing but I think just remembering it's truly about just making like a woman feel like the best version of herself you're not saving lives and you don't have to be mean or you don't have to be kind of like this persona I think that happens in a lot of positions where people are so focused on a title that they're chasing they forget about the day-to-day that goes into it exactly and sometimes you might not even like it you have to kind of um let go of like titles Mm -hmm. I feel like it's more about like like what you do and why you're doing it and kind of your purpose and not kind of like running like oh I'm an editor like I'm a stylist and I'm this and it's just like kind of people these days are just like they just kind of get super fluff with that idea but don't understand like it's about the work and not mm-hmm. about the title and it's sense. not about your Instagram about it's yeah. about like can you handle the admin <laughs> work you, Monday through Friday yeah, to do you, this and do you love it yeah did the package get there <laughs> like it's a lot of UPS it's a lot of like organization it's a lot of pulling it's a lot of knowledge it's a lot of fitting it's a lot of measurements and it's not it's not just like this glamorous like thing i'm trying so hard to show okay this is what the day-to-day life Mm -hmm. is like for all of these different types of industries like being a freelance photographer personal shopper a business owner what is our actual day-to-day to to Mm -hmm. either inspire someone to do it or to have someone say oh i don't know why i've been chasing this like title for so long that's actually not what i want to do i want to do something else i think just remembering that you you're not what you do Mm -hmm. so so true and so i love fashion i work in it but like on Saturday, you will not find me in the store. <laughs> you will not find, I will be in a park at a farmer's market. And you have to find things outside of your role, your work that um, inspire you. Like, I, I love just, like, listening to music. Love just, like, nature. Like, you'll maybe vintage shopping. Not, I would never be in a store on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go crazy with it because I feel like to be well-rounded, you have to, like, just do other things be well versed and not be too like fussy about like this industry and just kind of stay well versed like everything will be amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh well thank you so much for sitting oh, down and chatting with me thank you this was awesome <laughs> oh yeah i can talk all day <laughs> <laughs> wait that was amazing how did you feel about that good good yeah i definitely your own podcast oh yeah <laughs> i wrote down a couple notes because you said that you met the lady Sachs and she got transferred, she brought you along. Yeah. And then when you moved to your new job, you met a lady there. So I was going to ask you, like, how important is it, like, just to treat people in everyday life? Oh my God. Like, how your your relationships could, like, yeah. I didn't even think about it like that. Do you want to come in here? No, you can come in here. We're riffing right now. Yeah, we're like, I'm probably just going to ask you a couple more things. Yeah. Hi, Maggie. I'm Layla. This is Maggie and Danny. Thank you. Hi, nice to meet you. It's a cool feeling to not be dispensable. (laughs) Like you can just. It's like a really cool. I never even thought about like that Mm because even like my that friend, like I, 
we were cool. Like, we saw each other. I was always nice to her. But it was just like I remember that it was her first date and just said something. And from there, another opportunity came just by, like, kind of being, like, a nice person. Mm -hmm. Yes. Passing yeah. someone in the hallway enough it, times can get you to yeah. the other side of the country. Wow. It, yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, and, right? Oh, wow. Really? You know, it was really hard when you asked me, like, about advice, like, for me to give someone advice. And I was like, I, I don't know. It's kind of crazy because most of the time people don't think of themselves as, like, someone to give advice. Are. Yeah. These are the things we make, too. So this is a quote from one of them. So we take oh. original quotes from it and make those little graphics. Oh, but so he, what he does is he writes down like at oh. different touch points so it's easier for us to pull from. But yes, we'll have all these graphics from your thing too. I, I love that. And it's so funny that I like thought of, because like lately I've been kind of going through that whole like you are not what you do type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been like super help. Like it's super peaceful to just be like, I do this. I'm good at it. But I like to do other things too. Mm -hmm. But then doing other things make you really good at what you're like. You know, it makes you even better at your yeah. role. I like the way you said that. Like, yeah. You don't walk around the streets saying like, like I'm like I'm like a fashionista. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I don't walk around like oh, this is what I do. I'm in fashion. <laughs> like no, fashion. like I'm like I'm like oh my god no. Like I literally just throw things on all the time. <laughs> That's when you do what you absolutely love. That's what I think is hard. And what I want to show with this too is different industries because. Because if people are chasing something for the wrong reasons, they will get caught up. And I don't think yeah. that they move an identity past that because they just put it on such a pedestal. Yes. So it's like chasing it. And once you achieve it, it just creates a bunch of like catty people. And yeah. We don't need that. We don't need that. We, I just, no. We just need a bunch of passionate, creative people out there. Thank you, Girl Gang, for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute to leave a review. It helps us out so much. To learn more about this week's guest and see behind-the-scenes footage of our podcast, go to girlgangthelabel.com. Enjoy 10% off of all Support Your Local Girl Gang merchandise with code GIRLGANG. If you have any feedback, guest recommendations, questions, or just want to say hey, email me at amy at girlgangthelabel.com.